Hello again. Welcome to episode 17 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. And now, uh, today, I'd like to talk about headaches. This is something we touched on in the last episode regarding sleep. Now, headaches are very, very common with PCS. Really very common indeed. And uh, they come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, They come in... Oh, yeah, uh, stress-related headaches. Um, they come in terms of migraines, um, pain behind the eyes, tension. Some of it, a lot of it, in my opinion, may be emotional. Uh, it's not unconceivable. People are always looking for a, a kind of like a, a biological or a chemical reason why something's happening, or they try to uh, often look for a way to alleviate it. But quite often, um, it's something very deep-seated. So the PCS and your head injury might have triggered something which could have been there all your life. We have to own up to ourselves. You know, We don't necessarily have to talk about it uh, in public, but we may have had something, some deep trauma or problem from back in our life that may have contributed and then when the PCS has come along it's like well ah, right this problem jumps out and then gets to work as an emotional cause and, and can then really really torture you so there's there's going to be many many different ways of looking at resolving headaches um, I, I've known people uh, suffer terrible migraines for years and headaches and problems uh, and then as a result of hypnosis or past life regression, <laughs> they've gone through uh, the most amazing um, kind of transformation, emotional healing, or there's other people through uh, gestalt therapy, all, all kinds of different things where the headaches have just gone. I've known other people that have um, used, um, oh, well, I won't say legal drugs because legal drugs just suppress headaches. Any painkillers and migraine medications, they don't, they don't they just put put the problem off. But like we heard about Paul Stamets, I've talked talked previously about Paul Stamets who had um, you know issues uh, and and he used mushrooms for neurogenesis. And other people have said, well, yeah, they, they've used uh, medicinal mushrooms and things in order to cure migraines and headaches. And they've gone this natural route, which our ancestors have known about for centuries, maybe even millennia. Um, but whatever it is, it w- if you find a true a true uh, healing point or a true uh, thing to, to, to stop the headaches or to, to resolve it, it's got to go back to getting to the root cause. Uh, now, first of all, uh, I'm going to do you, you the favour of reading you my article on post-concussion syndrome and headaches, um, because I know a lot of people won't uh, always be able to read an article or they won't go to the website and so on as well. So I'm going to start out, first of all, and read you what I wrote just a few years ago. Post-concussion syndrome headaches. Are they worse with intervention, or are they better nourished? One of the most common everyday topics that I see people discussing regarding the post-concussion syndrome and mal-traumatic brain injury is the agonising subject of the headache. Of course, dealing with a headache is a very subjective and a personal thing to many folks. Some feel that they need 
to measure out the severity of each headache through uh, their own uh, kind of unofficial scale suited to categorising just how much of a humdinger the pain in the brains uh, really are and really debilitate them. Headaches range from dull sensations uh, around the lobes, pressure around the eyes, sinuses, or even like your whole skull can sometimes feel like it's gotten too small to hold the swelling brain inside it. Of course, there are other types of headaches, migraines, cluster headaches, and the types which are fit-like or electrical in nature, almost epileptic, uh, but not quite. And these tend to be closely and often associated with neurological conditions such as PCS, mild traumatic brain injury, traumatic brain injury, and severe traumatic brain injury. And also other types of acquired brain injury as well, and strokes. Uh, knowing your own body, as we are encouraged to do so daily by society and by media, has become uh, a massive kind of arena to, to, to look at and to debate these topics, as well as uh, it's also become a great money-making exercise for everybody from the pharmaceutical industry uh, to the manufacturers of healthcare supplements and health gurus, fitness freaks and everywhere. Um, in fact, you don't need to look very far on the internet or in a glossy type of magazine for women or men's health to see that probably 95% or more of what we discussed in Health Matters is to do with the outer body or its inner workings and uh, that there's very little to do with the brain. Uh, it's it's very con a control centre uh, that might focus on the ego or personality or relationships and so on, but not the actual brain itself. Uh, so starting with the first category of headache, uh, which is mild to severe but not crippling, uh, we can identify certain simple and obvious causes, even in the case of somebody with uh, PCS or maltraumatic brain injury. Here are the top three culprits, uh, I believe, which trigger perpetual and repeated headaches. Number one, dehydration is probably the biggest single cause of this category of headache and often the most overlooked method to avoiding headaches every day is to increase your intake of pure filtered water. Ideally, if you can get one of the new uh, alkaline water filter ju uh, jugs or bottles which are available these days, which I think are about you know, $15, $20 or 15 to £20, pounds, uh, then that's really great. So ideally, you want between 6 to 10 glasses of water a day, and uh, to decrease or eliminate entirely intake of drinks containing, containing caffeine, uh, high sugar levels, aspartame, sucralose, whatever name they're giving it this week that's got full of chlorine molecules. Avoid excessive alcohol, um, although a, a little bit of red wine can be good for you because of the reversatrol and so on. Uh, additives and artificial colorings uh, are also not good. Um, any food, processed foods with lots of salt, obviously you should avoid uh, dehydrative. Our brains are composed mainly of water, so keeping them topped up with as much good quality clean water as we keep our bodies topped up with uh, like water is, is fuel. It's the healthiest way to avoid headaches and yeah, you, you might well end up going to the toilet more often, but so what, you know, um, it's, it's not, not a bad thing. 
Dehydration is most often identified uh, by, uh, you know, colored, discolored urine, any from yellow to dark brown, which indicates a lack of hydration. Um, and particularly if you've been on medications for a long period of time or even, even a few days, you can notice that because uh, y your body needs more and more water in order to flush it out for your, your kidneys and, and so on. Uh, hydration, this can be a result of medication in one system, yeah. Uh, also, a reason to increase water intake to ensure it is flushed through properly, uh, as we've already said. Uh, and, you know, the extra trips to the toilet are, are well worth it. <laughs> right, point number two. Uh, second reason for headaches is getting overstressed and anxious, especially over things which can't be changed. Um, that's a really contentious point as well. Uh, because, you know, if you believe something is really, really hurting you or going to be a problem, then, uh, you know, it's going to cause you a lot more anxiety, potentially. So that's the next major and most obvious cause in this category of headache. It seems like an obvious one and can often be the simplest, yet at the same time the most complicated causes to get under control uh, if you happen to be suffering from PCS. Controlling stress and anxiety can be done through two basic means, through medication or by adopting a natural or psychological or even a spiritual means, I suppose. One, the first medication shepherds the pain into a hole and subdues, subdues it until later, and the other invites it out to talk and make peace and understanding about, you know, kind of like why the root causes. Medications from opiate painkillers to tranquilizers and certain types of pres prescription antidepressants are all handed out freely still to post-concussion syndrome sufferers. And uh, they serve to, just to deaden the nerve signals um, and new, neuronal signals whilst bypassing the root causes or, or completely ignoring them uh, of any stress-related headache. Uh, simply offering a quick blissful release to the user other ways to work on yourself, your feelings and emotions in simple and effective ways in order to manage the stress in your life. Um, I can't imagine many people having PCS who aren't familiar to stress, even after a few days or weeks. Uh, such as the control of breathing, taking time out when needed, the use of uh, self-hypnosis, NLP or uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming, affirmations or, or things you can learn yourself or from a good tutor, a long list of the therapeutic and holistic all means that work towards the root cause of post-concussion syndrome related stress, depression and anxiety. So there's a, there's a lot of different areas to explore there uh, about attitudes to headache and PTS. The third cause, in my opinion, number three, Overuse of medication is a huge and unwanted uh, cause of headaches. Simply from their nature, most painkillers, especially opiates and synthetic opiates, have the very actual side effect of causing additional and increased pain to the user. Overheating of the brain, overheating of your system uh, energetically, Especially when used for prolonged periods of time, you know, you might get a lot of relief some of the time, but other times your head will feel like it's going to explode. Along with other unpleasant side effects, constipation, stomach trouble, acid reflux, diarrhea, weight gain, mood change, and, and all of those, then you need, they're going to give you like secondary medications for those and you get into a nasty cycle. Um, 
The pain is the most significant side effect of a large majority of painkillers, slowly reducing the intake of prescription painkillers whilst finding natural substitutions for generalised intensive pain such as headaches can be the best thing that you can do towards managing the chronic pain, which comes with most terms of post-concussion syndrome and prolonged or persistent post-concussion syndrome. Now, most people can spend years on the same painkiller. I know I did. I was on codeine, dihydrocodeine for about eight, nine years. And they become dependent on their effects. However, yeah, that's not always good. Relaxation techniques, managing periods of rest in your day, and something as simple as a hot bath infused with magnesium salts occasionally, not too often because that will dehydrate you. Uh, maybe once a week is enough. Uh, and then, alternatively, essential oils, cypress, geranium, black pepper, uh, copaiba, lavender, all, all kinds of others uh, that can help relieve intense pain uh, within minutes and give you effective pain relief for hours or even days afterwards. These methods of pain relief also aid natural and restful sleep without any side effects and covered that in the last podcast. The need for rest is one of our brain's other most common reasons for headache pain. So by not fighting our own nervous system, you, you can have increased control. And by resting, uh, again, uh, not necessarily sleeping uh, when you need to do, but you might just have a nap or, or rest your body or rest your brain and so on. Uh, as I said in the last episode, we scientifically been proven that we're not meant to sleep eight hours at night. Uh, our ancestors, hundreds of years ago, before uh, the Industrial Revolution and capitalism came along, would have cut their the sleeping time into maybe two or even three uh, different portions of day and night. So they might have slept, I don't know, like three, four hours at night. And then got up, done some work, done something, had a, a nap in the afternoon for an hour or two or three, uh, or maybe later in the day, they might have split it up. Um, and that is, uh, as you see most animals do, and, you know, we always have this way of thinking that we're apart from nature, or we're not like animals in many respects because we have, uh, uh, you know, cog cognizance, intelligence, consciousness that we, we seem to deem to be beyond them. We, we, you know, you can't forget that you're still in the natural rhythms and cycles of the earth and nature as well. Right, so um, the more serious and aggravating headaches, which I mentioned earlier, such as migraines and cluster headaches, can be controlled in the mid to long term by natural means, such as hypnotherapy with aromatherapy or holistic means like Reiki, reflexology, amongst others. Um, however, correctly prescribed pain medication can be worth its weight in gold, just purely as an emergency measure. So you know, we're not throwing out the baby with the bathwater and saying it's never any good. That's not, not the point. We're not bashing allopathic medicine. Um, so when it's not practical to take time out for holistic therapeutic remedies, such as when you work or travelling or you've got a commitment, Everything that could be used to fight the root cause of neurological pain signals should be done as sparingly as possible in order that the headache can be nourished and eased away rather than habitually blitzing it with painkillers every time it appears because then you, you get into the areas of dependency and, and, and overdrug using. 
The modern way seems to be to treat headaches as some sort of battle enemy that it should be shot at every time it raises its head out of the trench, whereas most pain management accepting the levels of pain as part of your illness and in fact as a part of yourself during the time that you're in pain then you can avoid some of the battle scars and repeated screaming at the heavens that goes with most headaches wondering age-old questions of oh why why me why me and yeah it, we see this so often um down the years is like attack pain kill pain nuke pain bomb the pain um it just seems like a counterproductive uh, thing, but I, I, I kind of get why people start off that way anyway. So relearning your whole set of responses to pain can be very much a trial and error process as a learning of socially acceptable habits, such as automatically dosing each of your problems seems to be deeply ingrained within the modern consciousness. There is always a temptation to take a convenient hammer to crack a nut, just another reason, affirmation, that everybody else does it, so it must be okay for us to do it too. Being kinder to yourself, on the other hand, means finding ways to be kinder to the pain too. This may seem a little contradictory, but to consider instead that the pain signals are your body's method of communicating to you when something is drastically out of sync, or that something is drastically wrong, uh, that we need to attend to it. Pain messages should not be treated like a, a naughty, disobedient child, banished to a quiet room, or locked in a metaphorical cupboard, such as in Victorian times. They should be accepted as a measuring a stick of required adjustment for the body needs, whether that be a lack of hydration, it could be too much of being overstressed, over-medicated, or over-caffeinated, or a number of problematic things that we can easily suppress during illness. I suspect that the good majority of you uh, will probably do so uh, uh, carry on battling with your headaches and the trenches day by day, week to week, month on month, and so on, kind of lobbing pharmaceutical grenades until something bigger forces you to change your habits or call a truce. Maybe a few of you will take on board what I've said about the, the body-mind relationship and in treating pain as a messenger that needs to be noticed and nourished in more subtle ways. Either some of the information sticks with you, then obviously that's I've, I've done my job, but there's a whole lot more um, that can be said about this as well that, that's uh, really important. Um, and again... This is general general advice or general commentary on post-concussion syndrome and headaches. Uh, a lot of you, especially in the States, will have your own specialists for you or your children and you'll go through a great deal of um, uh, examination, assessment, all kinds of things. You, you, know, you, you seem to have a, a, a greater variance of uh, <clears throat> diagnostic means and things than we do anywhere else um but again when it comes to headaches i'll say this again and, and this will be a shorter episode because it's a, if you have a, if you have do suffer with headaches you probably need to be a shorter episode anyway uh, so if you yeah the type of uh treatments that you could consider as i talked about before reflexology 
acupuncture if pursued long enough, not just one or two sessions, you're talking like a dozen or more, because it takes time to really change the root cause. Cranial sacral therapy, Indian head massage. Some people will be lucky enough to have uh, hyperbaric oxygen treatment, if you can get that. If you can find a Reiki practitioner, it can help you work on the underlying cause as Reiki works through all physical, mental, spiritual problems on its own. Just the energy enough is alone is enough. Or if you can learn to do Reiki for yourself, uh, you can treat your own headaches. Many times, having PCS, I was lucky. Uh, I'd learnt Reiki years before. I would just put my hands on my head. Uh, even the most severe crippling headaches where I was lying in bed, could even not even open my eyes. I would imagine pulling the pain, pulling the stress out of my head using the Reiki energy and then within 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes I could go about my day again. So don't rule out something that you could learn for yourself. You know, you don't have to be anybody special to learn healing, Reiki healing. It's just, it's literally like turning the energy on, getting somebody to turn it on for you, somebody who knows that's, that's already trained in this type of healing. It's like just a, a simple attunement, and there you go, you start to use it yourself. Uh, many other things too. Um, there are many natural means to relieve headaches. Um, some of them, as we discussed in previous episodes, are still emerging, um, such as the use of mushrooms for uh, severe migraines and headaches. But these, of course, you need to uh, have administered by the correct type of practitioner in the right set and surrounding as well. Um, don't just go thinking you can kind of like be an expert yourself on that type of thing because it, it invariably will end up... Um, with difficulties and you don't want to end up getting poisoned or anything so yeah the also light and sound therapy really really tremendously important uh, rife frequencies i mentioned before uh, look on youtube for rife frequencies for headache for migraines for cluster headaches other things as well the sound frequency alone is enough to reduce those portions of your brain where, that are misfiring during such a, a headache episodic effect so uh, the, the more you use that, the more you train yourself with the different tools, um, using several, two or three or more in combination, the more you will learn to understand what your brain is telling you. Look for the triggers. The triggers are often outside stimulants and things as well. Because sometimes they're going to be mental triggers. Sometimes it's going to be grief or isolation or uh, kind of frustration the frustration of not being able to do what you used to do, particularly for teenagers and younger people, is like massive. All that energy that you've got, and then PCS kind of takes you down to this base dumb level. And then you're like, well, my friends are out there having a whale of a time. That energy just compounds, in my opinion, it compounds and builds up so fast that it at literally attacks you in the form of the headache. Uh, and that, that can be a, a massive, massive cause uh, for, for oh yeah, all kinds of migraines and problems too. Um, also, as has been mentioned before, death piercings can be good for a lot of people that have persistent migraines and headaches. They may not work for everybody, 
um, but you know they, they always look nice anyway I'm told you know they kind of don't look terrible um, but generally is a good percentage of success rate and depending on which country which area you live in sometimes that can be uh, locally or government funded or funded by a local health service um, which leads us on to um, the vagus nerve now the vagus nerve is quite a special one uh, you probably heard it mentioned as well in regard to sleep relaxation headaches as well pcs vagus nerve starts down the back of the neck goes down uh, all the way through the heart and down into the microbiome in the gut a vagus nerve is one that can become a little bit dysfunctional through after following a brain injury after pcs um, it's best stimulated by uh, high mood, laughter, singing, uh, social interaction, uh, anything that kind of gets you out there. So if, if you are isolated, you, you, your vagus nerve can get a bit droopy, it can get a bit um, kind of downtrodden. Um, there, ha there are various different opinions on the vagus nerve. A very few surgeons and specialists will, will consider cutting the nerve off, which is very radical, uh, but will, will can kind of like cause you know, deadening to other responses, pain responses. Uh, but in my opinion, um, it's better to stimulate the vagus nerve. You can do that uh, through the methods just mentioned. Or uh, you can have electrical vagus nerve stimulation. There are a number of therapies and, and people and devices out there which uh, will do that. And, and you've obviously got to pay for most of those. But I guess like laughing, dancing, singing, joking and being with your friends and, and kind of sit, all that, you know, talking. It's all very good stimulation for the vagus nerve because it, it does run right down your neck <laughs> from your brain. Um now there may well also be um, a, a part of you uh, that wants to um, how should I say this take some time in regard to uh, dealing with headaches and, and issues uh, to look at some types of therapy and hypnotherapy as mentioned before um, you may well find I know this is a probably more radical or um, outward belief that, yeah, certain things can be related to earlier life trauma or even past life trauma, or, you know, things that you've carried with you as well. Um, you know, I've, I've done many past life regressions myself and uh, had found that certain things, hard issues, which could be carryover from other lifetimes or even from childhood. So it, it's the stuff that you forget in these terms it's the things that you, you've pushed to the back to the deepest parts of your subconscious um, so don't rule out that as uh, a combining therapy or hypnotherapy into a plan uh, in order to help uh, control and, and kind of subdue uh, and understand and work with headaches as well um, the other one, I think it's worked for me, lion's mane mushrooms as well. And, uh, you know, there's obviously reishi, turkey tail. But the mushroom complexes, high in vitamin D, good for the immune system, generally good good stimulant uh, of the brain and a booster too. 
so when taken with the right diet and, and you know the right amounts of high water hydration that can be really really useful as well um, vitamin b12 is another good neurostimulant particularly good if you're on uh, uh, if you have pcs uh, the methylcobalamin version may be best in my opinion uh, and you can take quite a large amount of it but your body will just flush out what it doesn't need um, particularly if you don't eat meat or a lot of meat uh, the, the b12 methylcobalamin can help you really to uh, get that because that's normally only something found in red meat uh, in general high strength b multi-complex b complex vitamins are also going to be a good aid towards helping you uh, avoid headaches in the first place so maybe think about that too um, because if you look through all the B vitamins uh, when they're taken in the right amounts then yeah they're there to support healthy brain nutrition uh, through um, bolstering your, uh, your nervous system as well okay so I think that's more or less it for headaches like I said I'll keep this fairly short um, but again if you have any questions uh, any uh, thing that you want to comment on or if you want to come on and tell your uh, story of, of your experience with headaches and PCS um, or what's helped you then please please get in touch um, you can contact us uh, through Twitter the handle is at postconcussion on Facebook look us up as postconcussion syndrome awareness worldwide there's a few groups there and action for hidden uh, and invisible disability and also you can contact myself, David Bottomley, on Facebook. And you can also find us on WordPress, which is postconcussion syndrome awareness uk.wordpress.com. And I'd be absolutely delighted to hear from you uh, about any questions, anything you want to say. Um, as you know by now, this is not professional, it's just that you know, a conversation between me and you and, and other people in the group. Uh, and anything you want to discuss is, is fine by us. Um, th there's nobody out there kind of monitoring or kind of telling us what we can say or not. This is for our own benefit, and I, I want you to feel as well that it's your uh, responsive part of, of what you're posting in the groups as well. So when topics come up, then we can discuss them either uh, you know, via the podcast or together as well. So thank you very much once again for listening. And uh, I wish you a very good night. Goodbye. This is a very important disclaimer. In fact, it's not even a disclaimer. These are things that most sentient, intelligent, reasonable people actually know. And what am I talking about? In fact, in well, with the podcast that we're making, you have to be responsible. Myself, my guests and my podcasts are not here to give you medical advice. We are not paid professionals. So, as society and the woke community, community dictates, we are here to say to you, any information which we put out in the podcast, anything we give to you, is not construed or considered in any legal way or fashion whatsoever as medical advice. Any reasonable person knows that. But you're always going to get one or two or maybe a few hundred people that really are just as dumb as A, B, C, X, Y, Z. So, 
please do not take anything we say as medical advice or any other way. Please do your own research, your own uh, just due diligence into whatever we say. And if you need, if you feel you need, if you really, because you could really trust yourself, feel you need the help, trust yourself to get in touch with your local practitioner, general practitioner, doctor, specialist, or whomever, or your psychiatrist, or whoever you're dealing with through post-conquistic syndrome or any other health condition. And if I need to spell this out any more, just be really considerate and kind to yourself. And don't, please don't accept what we're saying as any kind of medical or legal or personal advice. I don't know how many other ways to say it, but I'm sure those of you who are intelligent enough will realise that, yeah, we don't give that kind of advice. And if you did want that kind of advice, you'd probably pay somebody that was really good at it to give give it to you in the first place. So don't worry about that. Uh, just enjoy the podcasts. And uh, there's so many, there's 24 of them now at least, and, and just, just really, really uh, have a, a wonderful time. And please get in touch if you need to. But don't worry about um, thinking that, you know, anything else. Just, just really, really enjoy what we're doing. And so much love and respect to you all. Thank you.